This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News Headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Guyana's oil critical for Exxon increased global production. St. Martin's Princess Juliana International Airport celebrates successful debt refinancing transaction. Jamaica Trade Information Portal to be updated and expanded. New e-commerce platform PayServe launches in Antigua. Dominica State College opens Confucius Classroom and former West Indies Captain Darren Sammy receives prestigious Pakistan Award. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, May 31st. We start a report today in Guyana. Carter News reports that U.S.-based oil giant ExxonMobil has positioned itself as one of the largest international oil companies in the world. In the past year, the company sold assets across the world as it focused on critical operations in order to meet its projected targets and earnings, including decent profits for shareholders. This is according to ExxonMobil Chief Executive Officer Darren Woods, who during the company's annual meeting of shareholders this past week reiterated that the near-term ExxonMobil is increasing production of the energy resources and products the world needs. He cited as an example in Guyana, the company has two oil fields in production and two more in development and made new discoveries that increased the estimates recoverable resources to nearly 11 billion barrels of oil equivalent. During the meeting, it was noted that the future plans include structural cost savings of 9 billion U.S. dollars per year by 2023 compared to 2019 and more than 15 billion U.S. dollars of investments through 2027 on initiatives to lower green House gas emissions. Production in Guyana began with the Liza 1 field in the Strabo block using the Liza Destiny floating production, storage, and offloading vessel with an installed capacity of some 120,000 barrels per day. That vessel commenced production in 2021. Crider News recently reported that while ExxonMobil in recent years had maintained that its projected estimated oil production from the Straybook block would be just about 750,000 barrels per day in 2026. This has since been revised upward. This means that the U.S. oil major production level scheduled in Guyana is aimed to producing more oil faster than initially planned. In related news, Crider News reports that Guyana attorney-at-law Elizabeth Hughes has asked the Caribbean community CARICOM to intervene in the gas-to-energy project, which is being pursued in part by oil giant ExxonMobil. In a letter dated May 28, 2022, to the CARICOM Secretary General, Dr. Carla Barnett, the attorney requested, among other things, that the Caribbean stand together to stop Guyana from falling into a rule of law conflict, which she said may lead to other issues, including a constitutional crisis. Hughes went on to inform the CARICOM Secretary General that the residents in the area, described as primary stakeholders, 
were not consulted prior to the submission of the Environmental Impact Assessment, which is in breach of Section 11 of the Environmental Protection Act and the guiding principles of consultations. The lawyer explained that if the Environmental Impact Assessment or Environmental Impact Statements is allowed to stand, Guyana will be in rule of law conflict. It is on this premise that she sought the intervention of CARICOM. St. Martin Island Times reports that the Princess Juliana International Airport celebrated the successful completion of the refinancing of its 2012 loan with a new and more favorable loan in the amount of 90 million U.S. dollars. It marks an important milestone for the airport and is in line with its strategy of rebuilding the airport for the future of St. Martin. Because of the size of the loan, multiple banks and financial institutions were organized for the loan package. Princess Juliana International Airport was able to secure a loan with the former Netherlands Antilles. Most funds, 46%, came from St. Martin Institutions, 44% from Curacao-based institutions, and 10% from Aruba-based institutions. An official signature was made on April 4, 2022, whereby AIB Bank NV Aruba was the organizer of the loan and RBC Trust Limited Trinidad and Tobago acted as collateral and installation agent. Jamaica Information Service reports that the Jamaica Trade Board Limited says plans are in place to update and expand the scope and reach of the Jamaica Trade Information Portal. Trade Administrator and Trade Board Limited Chief Executive Officer Dr. Hugh Blake told Jamaica Information Service News that the dynamic trade environment in which we operate require us to be innovative and strategic in how we harvest, interpret, and disseminate trade-related information and data. Jamaica Trade Information Portal, therefore, needs to be a well-organized and efficient source of current and relevant information that is expansive and easily accessible. He said that the Trade Board Limited is pleased to inform that the plans are afoot to update and expand the scope and reach of the portal through the presentation of its content in English, French, and Spanish. The Jamaica Trade Information Portal is an information portal and the only one of its kind in the English-speaking Caribbean that provides exporters and importers with data on the regulatory requirements to conduct trade transactions. The facility was launched in May 2019 by the Trade Board Limited in partnership with the World Bank and several other government entities that are custodians of the information shared on the portal. Dr. Blake said the establishment of the Jamaica Trade Information Portal signifies Jamaica's fulfillment of its commitment to the World Trade Organization Trade Facilitation Agreement. Valuable lessons are being learned, we are experiencing that trading in the context of the pandemic has resulted in changes that have led to the accelerated digitization of how we trade and in the demand for the types of goods and services traded, the CEO added. Blake explained that in this new context, exporters and importers are finding that trade data, specifically information related to market intelligence, market access, and trade agreements are vital to future success. 
The Trade Board Limited is therefore committed to the best possible trade facilitation in export and import through the provision of vital information to traders and is achieving the necessary exchanges in the way we do business without any major disruption in the services we provide, he said. Rod of 24 reports that technological advancements in the Caribbean have been further enhanced with the launch of the innovative platform PayServe. Conceptualized and developed by Pivot, the mobile platform bridges the gap between service providers and customers with access to dozens of industries and facilities. PayServe, as its name suggests, is a mobile application that offers free marketing and other exposure to suppliers and allows service seekers to easily connect their their desires to those providing the services. Antigua and Barbuda will serve as the launching pad for the new platform, which is set to expand in neighboring territories, offering services that range from the movement of people to goods and more. The app stands as an economic platform that allows for the ease in transaction, whereby customers and suppliers can exchange revenue for services within the app itself. Referred to as Caribbean Apple Pay, which allows users from both ends to send and receive money and, wherever necessary, cash out the revenue. Both end users can credit their virtual wallets using any traditional Visa or MasterCard. Sherwin Jupiter, the app developer and principal at Pivot, is revered in innovations in the technological arena, having also developed mobile applications for the United Nations Development Program and provided web and other digital platforms for scores of other organizations within and outside of the Caribbean. This is so far one of my favorite projects because we developed it for us as a Caribbean people. It is first world technology at our fingertips, he said. PayServe offers services in food orders and delivery, spa and other beauty services, mechanical services, car wash, plumbing, barber tour, taxi operations, and more. There are two platforms available, one that caters to service providers and another that caters directly to consumers, allowing for appropriately different experiences. Customers have the advantage of not only using the service, but also rating and or recommending these services to other users. Dominica News Online reports that the Dominica State College, in collaboration with the Chinese government, has officially launched the first Confucius classroom in Dominica. This classroom will offer an academic environment for residents of Dominica to learn about Chinese culture, language, culinary arts, martial arts, and the arts. Conversely, it will also allow Chinese nationals to learn about Dominica's culture, culinary arts, and history. President of the Dominica State College said during the launch last week that Dominica can now join thousands of colleges and universities around the world. He said in 2018, the International Association of Universities conducted a global survey of universities and colleges 
all over the world from 126 countries, where the result was overwhelmingly supportive of international education as a necessity for institutions around the world. The college president said that by becoming partners with Zidian University and establishing a Confucius classroom, the Dominica State College is now a member of a distinctive fraternity of higher education institutions. There are currently 530 Confucius classrooms globally, including 31 in the United States and seven in the Caribbean, including Antigua and Bahamas. Dominica State College is now the eighth learning institution in the Caribbean to have a Confucius classroom. St. Lucia Times reports that former West Indies Captain Darren Sammy has received a prestigious award from the government of Pakistan for services to that country. Sammy accepted the award, the Sitara I Pakistan, and expressed his gratitude on social media, declaring that it was an honor. Sitara I Pakistan is the third highest civil award confirmed by Pakistan. Sportsmax reported that the Pakistani government was recognizing the St. Lucian all-rounder for his role in bringing international cricket back to Pakistan. And finally, the Antigua and Barbuda Observer reports that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, as head of the Commonwealth on Friday, May 27, recognized Rifika Atwood, representing Antigua and Barbuda, as the 226th Commonwealth Point of Light in honor of her exceptional voluntary service, creating the country's first community-managed national park. Rafrika, a 33-year-old, is the executive director of Whaling Nature Reserve, which spans 1,680 acres of rainforest. Rafrika hiked around whalings in her teens and began to notice that locals were hosting large events and destroying the area. She started documenting the damage and put forward a business plan to the government, officially giving recommendations on how to save the space. In 2016, she successfully gained a $50,000 grant to regenerate the area and has since led multiple reforestation projects, created safe trails for hiking, and building sanitary restroom facilities and outdoor event spaces. As a part of the legacy of the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in London 2018, Her Majesty the Queen, as the head of the Commonwealth, is thanking inspirational volunteers across the 54 Commonwealth nations for the difference they are making in their communities and beyond by recognizing one volunteer or pair of volunteers from each Commonwealth country every week. The Commonwealth is a diverse community of 54 nations and 2.4 billion citizens. Voluntary service is a vital part of the agenda and the reason Her Majesty the Queen has chosen to recognize outstanding volunteers across the Commonwealth in this special way. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, May 31st. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. 
If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.